Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Hannah. And simply put, we review cookbooks. We take one book for each episode and both cook a couple of dishes, then discuss what we liked, more likely what we didn't like, and give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes, it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do, we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook, and in return you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. Hello, Victoria. <laughs> that was uh, songful. Melodic. <laughs> songful, is that a word? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, Hannah. <laughs> How are we? We are good. We are both hot in the uh, temperature sense and, and physical in every other sense. sense, I would yeah. argue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are experiencing the heat wave that uh, is taking over Europe, thanks global warming. Uh, and, you know, great timing for this book as well, right? Like, yes, heat waves and baking do not, they're not mates, they are do, they? They are not mates. As I know by, you know, this morning setting off the fire alarm in my building with <laughs> trying to bake some bread at 8 a.m. That's, uh, that's just not going to happen. I think it was because the oven was like it's everything's, you know, operating at a heat level <laughs> yeah. that it doesn't. It's like it's just not OK. Is that just the, your way of meeting your new neighbors, really? <laughs> yeah, pissing them off. <laughs> Let's all meet at the fire alarm point. <laughs> Hey guys, have you all got your high-vis jackets? <laughs> oh, I was going to give them the bread. That was the thing. Oh, instead, I just woke them up early on a Sunday morning. Why don't you just give them the dough and the instructions and be like, maybe your oven's better than mine. <laughs> God bless. Anyway, what you been doing? What you been um, loving? Apart from, you know, sweating and, you know, hoping for the winter. I. <laughs> um, so as we know, I have a child now, 
and that in- involves walking a same lot. Same one. Same one. Yeah, no yeah. no extra ones. Cool. So it means I walk a lot. And what that mm. means for me is that I just, you know, find different, you know, I decide what different supermarket or shop that I want to go that day uh, to. Yeah. Like, poor Marcus doesn't get a look in, you know, never doing anything fun. But uh, the other, but <laughs> I walked but. to this great what turned out to be an absolutely amazing charity shop the other day (gasps) huge uh uh, it was like ymca one and it was like stepping back in time like i don't know where (laughs) they were getting all this stuff from everything from like you know you expect like the bric-a-brac you know and and the home stuff to like be old school in a charity shop yeah quite 70 yeah i feel like in most charity shops around here and in london like the cookbooks for example or like the clothes they're all like fairly like modern yeah yeah Yeah. a lot of jamie oliver a lot of gordon ramsay yeah a lot of joe wicks a lot of like davina mccall's like weird like (laughs) you know weird celebrities yeah going into things but this one all these books were like from the 70s and I love it. Yeah, it was amazing. There was they had about four copies of like the St. Michael Quick Cooks book. And St. Michael is like the Marks and Spencer's Marks and Spencer. brand. Yeah, that yeah. used to be called like their homeware. And then like the illustrated book of Oriental food or whatever. Like really <laughs> old school. Like, you know, pictures are like a a novelty. The seventies just love calling everything like the Orient, yes, or like yeah. the Far East, and all it is is like spring rolls. Um, <laughs> but then I found the magazine section, which was even more exciting. And someone had had put uh, had given them like all of these old, really old, like from the seventies, like food magazines. Uh, you know, like you could collect them like then you get a binder and like, week by week yes. it's like a it makes a whole like cookbook and like so some of them were there like holes punched in them and I just bought them all and the woman gave me like eight or not eight, like six for like 50p oh and God. one is it's called like look and cook or something hold on let me let me find it and tell you what it's called yeah look and cook look, <laughs> look and cook. cook yeah what so you look at the magazine and then you cook is that yeah I think so yeah because because in them there's like pictures of the method to eat like for each one like very old school like god here's how you start and here's how you finish um just to say that's not look and cook with it oh that is look apostrophe cook look and cook (laughs) like looking I don't I mean I don't know what that word's supposed to be there's no apostrophe after the n oh interesting so it's not like (laughs) r&b No, it's not like R&B or fish and chips. It's <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> nope. And I also bought Marguerite Patton's Perfect Cooking, which is a different thing. So that's cool. That one is incredible. It has like, that's also from a set, but they just had the one. And it has like meals for kids in it. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Because we have just started weaning. And I was like, oh, let's see if there's anything. <laughs> no, it's a lot of liver. <laughs> oh god but there's um 25 quick snacks in there not for kids but just for anyone and yeah. um there's one called kidney scramble it's kidney and scrambled eggs? eggs yeah oh god okay. uh there's one called sausage surprise <laughs> <laughs> uh, i feel like a sausage surprise is never gonna end well <laughs> 
No. I mean, there's a lot of sausages in these books. The one from the binder with the potatoes, it's like a whole potato one, is amazing. Yeah. There's a whole section of like, um, I forget what the name is, but basically you put like potato, mashed potato in a piping bag and like make little <gasps> nests out of them. Yes, I love that <laughs> shit. I love it. And then do you like reheat it or do you, what do you do with I it? I think then? so, yeah. Why? So you like, I guess you need it to be like, structurally sound so you can put like probably <laughs> aspic in the middle of it or something <laughs> or some kidneys yeah. more liver your kidney scramble in the middle gross um, what we need to do is you need to put we need to put them on instagram and then people tell us if they have them yes too. So I bet, like from your mom or yeah. like granny or whatever i bet people have some really good vintage shit yeah i want to yeah I'm going to go back there so much and just buy all the stuff because it's just, it's great. And like, I'd be so in, it's interesting. Just look at like what British people were eating in the seventies or like what was, you know, the height of cool. I would love to have a dinner party that was like all that weird shit, but it's just so hard to get the veggie stuff. Right. Yeah. Also, so many microwave cookbooks end up in charity shops, don't they? I guess like like from the seventies, like oh, cook your whole dinner party in the microwave. It's like a new way. I guess that will be in ten years' time, like air fryers, right? Yeah, air yeah, fryer yeah. cookbooks will be because like slow cookers yeah. were really big a couple of years ago as well, right? Like, and it's just like, would you like some unidentified brown bush oh. by the time you return from work? It's all I get on <laughs> TikTok, like weird American. Sorry, Americans, you're not weird but like americans putting too much like cream cheese in in the slow cooker and making yeah something unidentifiable if um vic was a politician one of her policies would be less cream cheese in cooking on tiktok and recipes in general it's a weird ban it oh it's very overpowering it's quite a strong flavor i did i tell you i used to dollop some on my goodfellas pizza when i was a teenager Wow. That's a weird thing, right? Yeah. It would go like crispy on the outside, but then the inside would stay like creamy. Oh, so and... you'd cook it? You'd cook? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Not interesting. Like, well, interesting, but gross. Mm. I mean, you we've know. all got gross, you know, things from our childhood that we, you know, don't want to go there. <laughs> There's a whole episode on like weird shit that you eat on your own. Oh, right? yeah. As well. All day. I eat weird, weird things. Anyway, that could have just all been one person's haul, right? That, yeah. You know, that, that's the they thing about They moved house or died. <laughs> wow. Keeping it light and fluffy here. They also had in the, so this wasn't in the cookbook section, but it was in like the craft section. Because that looked amazing if you're into like crafts as well. Like loads of like old like knitting shit. Yeah. Uh, they had this like box of recipe cards that obviously someone had collected and the top recipe i saw in there was um black pudding with apples your favorite (laughs) black pudding (laughs) and apples the classic combination (laughs) but is that not like i feel like that's a michelin star shit that you would see on a menu like pork the one next to it is um lettuce soup oh mate what is that's for the veggies (laughs) Christ, yeah. You guys enjoy all your black pudding apples and we get to eat liquidised... I mean, lettuce is effectively, what, 90% water anyway? celery soup. God, us veggies. We've been persecuted for a long time, haven't we? It's hard out there. But! What? uh, That's not the book we're talking about today. Although, 
Maybe I did make a black <laughs> black pudding and apple pie. That sweet and savoury hit. That's making me feel a bit ill, actually. We are talking about Ravneet Gill. Ravneet Gill. Our little friend Rav. And the pastry chef guide. friend. You know how I love to say how I've met, I saw Nigel Slater across the bookshop. Yeah. And I saw Otolenghi in Covent Garden before. Mm-hmm. You're a stalker. We get it. <laughs> Ravni, I've actually spoken to in real Have life. Have you? Yeah. I didn't know this. She's a babe. Didn't you? Um, uh, at one of her counter talk events, I went to oh. one of them in person before COVID ruined everything. And she's just lovely. We'll get to that. But she just, she runs these great events to like connect people in hospitality and who, uh, who are interested in food. I just walked into the room and she could see when people walked in on their own and then would like, you know, just go over to them and introduce them to somebody. And just what a babe. I think we're going to be girl crushing a bit in this one, aren't we? Yeah. (sighs) But I guess we'll get to that. Yeah. Great hair. Is that what you're going to say? Great great hair, hair. great nails. Well, no, I was going to say we could probably pick, like if anyone wants to play along at home, Hannah's Cordon Bleu Bingo. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to try and not, you know. I'm going to try and not. But there's just so much in this book that reminded yeah. me of pastry. School. Well, yeah, it's a it's a, it pastry, a pastry school pastry book. School book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we'll forgive you, don't worry. Well, you know, you might not. We'll we'll check in at the end of the episode on that one. So this book is Ravneet Gill's first book and it's The Pastry Chef's Guide. Uh, she has another one called Sugar I Love You, which is a great name. I really mm. like that especially in a world of demonizing yes all the fun things so she is 31 not that that's relevant but you know you're always just a bit gutted when people are younger than you and doing really well god damn it Ravni this is yeah anyway so apparently when she was 14 an astrologer told her mother that Ravneet would work in the food industry and at the time she was a really fussy eater and this seemed ridiculous she in uni didn't study food she did a psychology degree the degree that people do when they don't know what to do at uni and they just need to go (laughs) right i feel like yeah just want to get out of home yeah you're like look we're all from that generation that everyone went to uni tony blair for me wanted not for me particularly tony blair wanted for me to go to uni uh, and all of my classmates, he was a big big star. <laughs> he was like, "Have all the loans that you need. Go to uni. Doesn't matter what you study." What did you study? Uh, in the end, Japanese. Uh, ah. but only Japanese. Japanese and business studies. Um, ah. But I went to uni with the plan. Well, it's a long story, but I went to uni <laughs> with the plan to be an engineer. Wow, um, I didn't yeah. know this. And before that, I was gonna do music so I'm oh. a ma- I'm a man and woman of very many talents global women I'm a global woman <laughs> of many talents wow this is I learned something new about you what did day. you study at university I studied journalism lol hmm. and then like graduated in a recession when you know there were no paid journalists. I mean, there's very few full-time paid <laughs> journalism jobs now, but also because there's so many people could do like unpaid internships and stuff. Yeah. And I just didn't. But I mean, I also had down on my CAO forum, which is the Irish like uni college application mm. thing, um, vet to be a veterinary nurse. Oh, cool. But I decided I couldn't deal with seeing sick animals. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
thought I'd be a journalist instead. I think it was Carrie Bradshaw notions, and then I got into marketing and then baking, and now here we are. So it's all yeah, gone well, really well. That's it. I've got into fundraising, and here I am. Um, <laughs> but enough about us. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Rav's psychology degree. I mean, we've all, yeah, there you go. No, nobody in the food, nobody. She didn't do anything to do with food. We didn't do anything to do with food, and look at us all now. Yeah. And where did she study for her food pastry degree? Oh, the Cordon Bleu. I was like, for uni? I don't know. <laughs> that was Southampton. Oh, right. <laughs> she can be my mastermind subject. Yes, she she did. She studied at Cordon Bleu. And then she worked in loads of different restaurants all over London, most notably St. John, which gets mentioned quite a lot in this book. Um, yeah. Black Axe Mangle, Wild by Tart. I never know how to say this word. Llewellyn? Llewellyn's? Llewellyn. Llewellyn. Yeah. So, yeah, so then... So obviously she kind of cut her teeth in loads of different kitchens and then she's diversified into doing quite a few different things. So in 2018, she set up Counter Talk, which was what I was talking about, the events that I, the, one of the events I went to. So it's, it's a platform that's meant to bring chefs together, educate, promote healthy work environments. I feel like on their Instagram, they talk a lot about things about pay issues or your annual leave because obviously kitchens are just a bit of a, I don't know, like wild land of no HR yeah. and, and she's trying to promote healthier working conditions which I love um mm. and she holds lots of kind of industry talks on like setting up a food business or getting into you know being a chef and what to do and and even things like social media we went to an online social media one didn't we yeah so she's a babe, she's a babe yeah she knows everyone yes she does know everyone but wouldn't yeah she just she, that's what she does I feel like she's a she's a good relationship person mm. um counter talk has just launched spaces as well which is like their venue finder for events which is great and I really think we should use that for yes, <laughs> our next supper our club, next supper club yeah. <laughs> so yeah so she released this her first cookbook in April 2020 and it's a handbook to dispel the fear around baking and to kind of break things down and, you know, to, to simple steps and not be scary. There's lots of like diagrams and not many photos, actually, is there? Yeah, there's a couple of like glossy, like pull out pages of like a spread, right? Yeah, like quite of retro paper. styling as well. Yeah, which is really beautiful, but it's not that. Yeah, that's not um, teaching you anything. It's just pretty. Yes. Um, just like me. <laughs> I wish. Just a pretty <laughs> uh, She will come back to the book, which so she's she's a columnist for the Telegraph. That she is their resident baking columnist, and she writes for other people like the Guardian, Observer, Courier Magazine. She's a judge on Channel 4's Junior Bake Off with Liam Charles, oh, who yeah. was in the Bake Off, and Harry Hill. She launched Puff Pastry School in 2020. It's called yes. Puff. And it's a pastry school. It's not puff pastry school <laughs> with Nicola Lamb. And remember, they had those pop-ups during lockdown yeah. as well. And we wanted to go to them, but the queues were just insane. Yeah, it was just before lockdown, I think, right? It was, right. It was just, it was like early 2020. And it was only on a Sunday in yes. East London. And like, I, I was like, we've got to go, we've got to go. But like the queues... And we would never have got anything. Like we'd have no. to have been there at like five AM and like good luck getting anywhere at five AM on a Sunday morning in London. But this is just how influential she is in London. I mean you don't see that I know the the kind of 
people would think that that happens all the time that you have to queue for shit like that and you do but like it doesn't happen to that level she's very yeah she's got good connections to Sarah Rav she now teaches so that path school still seems to have some lessons online and it's cool like you can do like a course or you can just learn an individual dish which seems fun and then it says like that you can email them any of your issues and they're like they're around Monday to Friday I really I just like that idea but now she's also got this Damson Jelly Academy which I think is her school and that's got some pastry lessons up there as well which looks really fun I mean she's just all about teaching as well I guess not dissimilar to Molly or Molly Baz or people like that she's trying to dispel the the scariness around pastry yeah it's quite funny when I googled her the one of the first results was from the sun and the headline was who is Ravni Gill and is she married (laughs) fuck off (laughs) married to her work oh god terrible women Anyway, so also I think worth mentioning is Rav Neat is very um, active on Instagram and she posts about her granny loads, which is just the best content. Right now her granny is her Instagram profile picture. She she calls her Bidgie and she's just all about, she's just a hilarious woman who loves to just sleep lots and loves like foot massages and stuff and yeah. and just uh, they just seem to have the cutest relationship if you don't so follow nice. Ravni do follow yeah, her do. she's bloody great well, so she has a beautiful house doesn't she in, yeah. in London like oh, it's gorgeous also why is your kitchen so tidy all the time <laughs> she uh, I remember her posting about moving into that flat and she was saying that she has grafted so hard to earn it and I just really respect that and she yeah. like lived at home for a bit but she was working around she seems to work a lot yes. right she's always doing collaborations she's just always out and about she does on her Instagram like a thing so I've done this week and like on a Sunday or a Monday for the previous week and I'm always like oh my god I'm dizzy like you <laughs> Yeah. She was in Bristol the other week. That was just one day. And then the day before she was on TV. And then, oh my God. And it's just like, how are you doing do you this think? all? You know what? I think she doesn't, you know, you're not a big drinker, but I like booze. And she, I think she doesn't drink. <laughs> yeah. I think in life that might be the key to getting loads of stuff done. Look, just look at JLo. And also <laughs> don't get, she's not married. Yeah, that's you know? true. That gives you time. Men will do that Yeah, men you. and kids take up your time, don't they? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Sorry, cut that out. Love you, guys. My man and kid are hanging out together right now so I can record this podcast. I enjoyed my man as the phrase. (laughs) R&B. Look look and cook. Make over. Look and cook. Look and cook. That's all on rap. There's no, you know, there's no drama. There's no gloss. There's no juice. She's just, she's just a hardworking gal who wants you to learn how to bake with great fucking hair (laughs) and the nails did i say the nails the nails are good said the nails but fuck me like good clothes good clothes and good style in general good everything she's often on like saturday and sunday morning tv here Mm. and we love to see it yeah but like my god her hair like (laughs) how do you get it so shiny like if you love sugar so much why (laughs) why is it so shiny and so beautifully and oh god i just I, so I love her. I, it's so beautifully, beautifully, beautifully done. 
international beautiful and also I really do have to stop commenting on these women that we're talking about and how they look and I can't not comment on Ralph's hair we're all like fuck the patriarchy and then we're like oh but isn't she lovely doesn't she have lovely hair beautiful (laughs) such a beautiful guy how does she do it all (laughs) she does not married that's why (laughs) oh man so first impressions of the book uh, <laughs> took me by surprise. I thought we were going to go on talking about people's nice hair. Um, <laughs> as, as we both sit here with like fucking top buns, just trying to cope in this heat. Anyway, um, yes, top bun gals. <laughs> that this book. top bun should be like. I'm sure someone's done a like riff on that with Tom Cruise with the top. Bun. Um, sorry, my bakery of the week. <laughs> top bun, yes. <laughs> Um, I've never seen oh, Top Gun. God. Haven't you? No, it's great. Yeah, I... well, the '80s one is great. Apparently, the new one. Yeah, is people great love that. But... Anyway, this is relevant. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it is cute, very much smaller than your average cookbook. And she talks about that, doesn't she, in the prologue about how she mm-hmm. wants it to be handbag sized. Love that. Yeah, I love that too. Great uh, photography. What what there is of it. Also, what great teeth she has. I know, honestly. Yeah, I liked it. I was I was excited by it actually because yeah, it's just a bit different to what we've done before and it's obviously not your standard like here's 100 recipes, etc. Yes. Especially since you have been excited about baking since watching Bake Off the Professionals. It's the perfect yes. the perfect follow-up to yeah. that, right? And I felt like I wanted to and and did for the most part read it like a book like <laughs> what a stupid thing to say but what i mean is i started at the beginning and i worked my way through it whereas with a normal recipe book i wouldn't do that i would you know dive into the middle and have a look you know look through the content you know etc yeah uh just like you know how i read <laughs> i start from the left hand side of the page and i read a lot yeah and so but i thought that it was worth doing that for this one and i feel like i um because it's like it's like a building thing right? yeah like you build on your skills as you would at the cordon mm-hmm. bleu but i've not been so maybe you could enlighten this i mean i don't think you need to go if you have this book to be perfectly honest Ooh, she said i've been sitting on that line for a while no um genuinely i don't think you do i think everything that you learn at pastry school is in this book and in a lovely kind of accessible way it's just she breaks down kind of the theory of stuff and talks about individual, you know, ingredients like yeast and, you know, the quantity of fresh yeast to dry in recipes. And then she gives you all the different sugar points. And like, that is just, that's just, that's the shit you learn at school, man. Like it's, it's, uh, and all the kind of fundamentals are there in terms of like what pastries you do and kind of ice cream and cakes and macaron and meringues, puff pastry. Like that's how it's all broken down there as well. I mean, obviously she went, so she's going to build on that. But yeah, well, save yourself a few grand. <laughs> Buy this Buy book. book. You got it secondhand as well, didn't you? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Got it on uh, Amazon. Uh, little website called <laughs> uh, Jeff Bezos's Moneymaker. Oh, what did you make? What did you bake? <laughs> what, what did, did you make? make? Looking, cooking, making bacon. Looking, cooking, looking, cooking, chicken, cooking. Um. <laughs> also, can I say what I liked about it? Um, no. 
Okay. You can't. Tell us what you made. So I cooked. <laughs> no, tell us what you like. Go on. Um, go on. You must. Go on. Sure, we'll indulge Because it. of the way it's set up as like a, you know, it's teaching you how to do pastry, not mm. just it's a load of recipes. It means that there's not that many, here's the recipe, go ahead and make it. Yes. Obviously, what I did is I found the ones that were like that and made those ones. <laughs> because <laughs> I was scared but it's okay but i liked that i liked it. it was she's very much like hey this is how you make this pastry this is mm. the kind of things you could put inside this tart or this cake or this pastry and uh but you know go with what's seasonal go you know test yeah. different flavors. i'd like to see you she's very friendly isn't she in the way that she yeah. writes calls you babes yeah calls you babes and it's just like it's not that hard okay babes <laughs> i yeah. love that there's a nice tone i think that that's what I found a little bit hard when I was trying to find what to make was just like you would see I don't know puff pastry or something obviously I wasn't going to make puff pastry in this heat even though it is a fun kind of project thing to make but then like there's not many recipes for what to do with the puff she does say what can you do with it you could do mince pies or you could do sausage rolls or stuff she doesn't give you recipes for those and that's fine but also it's just that that can be challenging too if you're just like lacking a bit of inspiration she does do she does suggest making these deep fried apple pies that she compares to the mcdonald's apple pies and i really want to make them they sound really really good everybody loves a mcdonald's apple pie don't they are they smaller now than they used to be i don't know i haven't bought one for ages no me neither in japan do you know i lived in japan no um (laughs) they have apple pies but they also have bacon and potato pies shut the front door and they're so good and then seasonally because mcdonald's everywhere else in the world is much better bacon isn't always in season yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah they change their menu so sometimes they'll have like a cost chocolate and custard pie Ah. or you know some fun shit like that which never changes in the uk because mcdonald's here sucks compared to (laughs) when you go anywhere else in the world uh but that's a whole other episode let's do an episode on mcdonald's oh yeah well yeah I don't know if I'm, I'd be great at that because I don't, For they were shit with veggie burgers for a long time and I don't adore the McPlant. So, no. you know, I will say they serve beer in the ones in Portugal and I like, I like that. That's it. <laughs> that I like. Okay, we digress. Anyway, this is not a, like this us. This is irrelevant. Um, what did I make? What did you make? What did I make? So I made three things. <gasps> did you? you little, I did. Sly little dog. We were talking yesterday. <laughs> but two of them are basically the same thing. So, well, okay. they're not, but they're. <laughs> anyway, it's irrelevant. I made three things. <laughs> so, the first thing I made was the carrot cake. Hey! Because I was like, I'd like to do something a bit simple um, yeah. to like ease my way in. Uh, spoiler alert after what we said last week. on last episode um i didn't make any custard okay that's i I wanted to i thought about it i'll tell you what i almost made at the end but yeah so i made carrot cake um and she talks about how this and the recipe for her banana cake which i also made Ah. (laughs) um, are very similar so i want so basically what happened was i wanted to make the banana cake Mm -hmm. i had had some bananas going a bit brown and I was like right I'm gonna get the stuff to make a banana cake and I got to the shop and I was with my husband and I was like oh I'm gonna make the banana cake because we've got those bananas and he was like oh I just ate one of those bananas <laughs> uh so, <laughs> we, so uh, didn't have enough bananas oh, that no. were right so I was like fuck it then I'll get the stuff for the carrot cake so 
very fun. She uses oil instead of butter. Yeah, love that. Which is interesting and fun. She puts a load of coconut mm. in it, desiccated coconut, which I'm not sure. I've never made a carrot cake before, I don't think. Uh, yeah. My favourite thing is when you try to type desiccated coconut on a phone and it says dedicated <laughs> coconut. <laughs> And I just like thinking about some really dedicated cooks. <laughs> They're dedicated to the cause. Dedicated to bonking you on the head. I'm going to add some flavour to this carrot cake. Um, so basically, it's a kind of all-in-one thing. You put eggs and sugar into your stand mixer. Also, what I really like is that she... Whenever you're using a stand mixer, she'll tell you what attachment yes. to use. And I feel like that does, I feel like in a lot of other books, when it comes to baking, they just expect you to know. Yeah. And I uh, like that. Yeah. She assumes uh, nothing, does Rav. Yes. Yes. And then you just put the eggs and sugar, whisk that up a bit, put the oil in. And then you've obviously got a great load of carrots, which is annoying, but fine. Oh, I hate that. I hate, I hate grating. I've talked about it before, but anyway. Yeah, I did a lot it. of grating for this book. And then you put your coconut, raisins, obviously carrot, cinnamon, nutmeg. That's me doing a, a oh, yeah. folding motion. And then yeah. into a loaf tin and into the oven. And that was nice. it. Very lovely. Not that sweet. Any icing? No cream no no, cheese icing? No, this is my one uh, thing about this cake. I guess because it's supposed to be like a simple thing that you just like whip up. Um, yeah. She doesn't give any... She doesn't give any kind of indication as what you should put on the top or, you know, an icing or a... And that's what it needed. It needed Mm. something like that. Um, Yeah. I think I put a little bit of icing sugar on the top, but it didn't didn't cut it. Yeah. Uh, And I obviously didn't have any cream cheese in the house, so I couldn't make any icing. Well, this is the one time we're condoning cream (laughs) cheese, right? Not on a good fella's pizza. (laughs) Yeah, I I liked it. It was nice. She uses whole meal flour instead of... uh, plain yeah it sounds almost you know verging on healthy yeah breakfasty <laughs> breakfasty those kind of cakes i know what you mean i quite like to when they're a bit too like not yeah not decadent enough i like to toast them and cover them in butter <laughs> yeah i mean did i toast mine and put some peanut butter on them yeah yeah i did oh uh, yes nice. yeah so this is more like a carrot loaf yeah in a sense yeah, yeah. nice um the banana cake is very similar but okay. she does, she uses half oil, half butter for the banana cake. Interesting. Um, she says to put pecans in it, but there's a cost of living crisis, so I put chocolate <laughs> in. Uh, <laughs> Chocolate's not much cheaper, to be fair. And we um, know that pecans are the superior peanut. They are the superior peanut. Yes, so it's just dark brown sugar, caster sugar, oil, butter, mushy bananas, pecans. I put chocolate in. Uh, cinnamon baking powder plain flour for this one um yeah this one which i imagine is like this should create the same volume created so much cake like so i oh. made it in so when you see my pictures when I put, we put the pictures on instagram <laughs> i made it in a silicone loaf tin because that's all i have of this size yeah um, <laughs> it's just like the middle it's so girthy because it just like <laughs> spread out so big and so it's it's more like a i don't like a diamond shape (laughs) um it was really big but but the carrot cake wasn't the carrot cake fitted perfectly stayed in that um position so yeah that was strange but um fun there's a lot more carrot cake uh than I expect no banana cake than I expected, and yeah. who doesn't love banana cake, right? 
I don't think it was anything different it. to any other banana cake that I've ever made or eaten, but right. uh, it was great. Would we say it is a banana bread? <laughs> hmm. I mean, I find this interesting, as only I might. <laughs> I mean, what is? Do we just say banana bread because it's alliterative? I think so. I think maybe we do, and it's I bullshit. Mean, in in Molly's book, right? Yeah, she has a banana cake, and she she calls it banana cake, not banana bread. Oh, she would. Did you see that? <laughs> um, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just leaning into us taking the piss out of Molly. We, we love Molly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So would you make that banana cake again? Yeah, I would. Yeah, it's it's a good, it seems like a good you know it's a recipe that you're going to have all the bits in the house that you could leave out the nuts if you wanted to and it's good that it's oil but it's like vegetable oil yeah so you you know obviously butter is expensive (laughs) so you could yeah totally Um, yeah i liked it i feel like they were good easy quick i very little kind of cleaning up to do and you know who doesn't love a loaf cake especially when it's like freaking giant did it just make one loaf or was it two? One. One. Okay, yeah. Cause... She does say as well, like, you could make them into mini loaves. Oh, cute. And then the final thing I made was my, like, you know, test uh, for myself. Like my, oh, let's try something pastry Yeah. It was a pie. Ooh. Uh, it was the American-style fruit pie. Oh, I was looking at that. Yeah, with apple and blackberry yes. filling. Yes how was that it was great it was so well i'll tell you it was i was much more impressed with myself that i made the pastry and the filling and it turned out fine than i thought it would be i thought it would be a nightmare it's been like we said a bit hot here and i was like oh god this is gonna be awful um i'm gonna make this pastry and it's gonna go terribly and i was like ready for it to go badly but actually it was fine Yay, um, that's so good. So the pastry is, I don't know what kind of pastry you'd call this, but you, you use bread flour. and yeah, that's interesting. 450 grams of bread flour, 350 grams of butter, mm-hmm. salt, uh, ice cold water, mm-hmm. and that's it. An egg wash, and that's it. And so nice. you, you have to grate the butter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool smart that was but uh was it melty was it was it you freeze it first gotcha so uh, she says to freeze it for 15 minutes but i freezed it for most of the day um okay. because i knew that i freezed it yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> i would forget 
otherwise and then I wouldn't have so that it was fine actually I mean it was gross because I don't like the smell of but you know butter on your hands like <laughs> um I feel like you can't get it off your hands but anyway grated the butter so what you do is you put the, <laughs> the grated butter into the flour um and then put it in a stand mixer and then you, it has to go like uh, starting to clump but not a dough she says mm-hmm. like, it's very important that it doesn't go into a dough right or you can put it in a food processor and then you add the ice cold water all at once and mix it up and then it's a dough and then you wrap it up put it in the fridge for a couple of hours yeah uh and then take a third of it out roll it out mm-hmm. put it in your dish. uh dish yeah like a pie dish um filling was just 350 grams of apples 170 grams of blackberries, cinnamon, sugar, corn flour, lemons, zest of two lemons and some butter. Uh, and so the chopping for that took ages because, right. you know, apples take a long time. To, you know, you've got to core them and yeah. peel them and chop them. But it was quite fun and blackberries and lemons i was really worried as i was making it that it's gonna be too like tart like i was like oh god it's gonna like lemons and blackberries and yeah. apples. it's gonna be a bit like oh and when it came out the oven i was like oh i don't know but actually it was okay what kind of top do you do on it do you do like a lattice or like as a what she says either way she's like you can do okay. a lattice if you want to i did a lattice oh i tried it i was like i'm gonna do it um i felt like a real you know, I want to put it on my, you know, windowsill and see, like, you know, people, like, come through there. <laughs> Following the walk the smell. Of the smell. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was honestly surprised at how easy I found it all. And you cook it for, like, quite a while, I guess, because all the apple and stuff has to cook. You put it on top of a already hot baking tray so the bottom cooks well. An hour and 15. Oh, yeah, that's quite a while. Because I thought that you would cook the filling first but it makes sense I guess that you're not doing that and it all cooks together um and I was obviously worried about a bit of a soggy bottom because you don't have to blind bake it or anything you just you just go straight in um but it all seemed okay yay and it looked beautiful it tasted nice I actually gave it away because we were going on holiday I gave it to my neighbors right uh I took a piece out of it to try it to check that it was okay. Yeah. I haven't heard from them since. (laughs) (laughs) Literally haven't seen them in over a week. Um, They've got my plate. (laughs) This is a public (laughs) service announcement. They might be dead. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm sure. I thought it was nice. That's the Uh, most important thing. (laughs) And I was very proud of myself. Um, I was going, we were going on holiday uh, for a couple of days. So what I would have done if if I hadn't is mm. I still would have given it away, but I would have tried to make a, a custard for it to go with it. Right, yeah. Um, because, you know, warmed up with ice cream or custard, I thought that would be lovely. The best. Uh, well, not for me because I don't like custard, but uh, <laughs> I would have tried it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but my instructions to my neighbours were, you know, have it with some ice cream, warm it up. This is great. Do you feel like now you would make this again I think feel like that's a great thing to bring to like I don't know yes. your parents or your in-laws or something yeah. right that, that they it, would love it that it really was and who doesn't like it, it, yeah, it just really looked nice oh. uh, it 
especially with like the lattice top so all you sort yeah. of fruit bubbly i'd like to like try different flavors and different you know combinations because yeah. what i all very very almost made because it's the summer is the what's on the next page which is cherry and custard pie oh yeah because cherries are everywhere mm. and that would have been nice but then i was just worried that i wouldn't like it and it would be you know it, it it's what does she say it's like um daffodil basque yes that's it and i was like i don't really know what that is and i don't want to get it wrong but anyway definitely would make it again yes um oh uh, because the pastry felt easy like honestly i didn't yeah apart from the grating that was a hard bit i think when you have a stand mixer it makes pastry so much easier like if you're standing there rubbing the butter into the flour and stuff it gets a bit yeah tedious so i mean that's the thing about this book isn't it you need a stand mixer Mm. pretty much most of the recipes have that in it yeah and i don't got one hello KitchenAid. we're still looking for that sponsorship (laughs) (laughs) KitchenAid, come on come on anyway tell me what you made because that's actually more exciting than you know or novice dickhead who doesn't like no it's not more exciting and i feel like Everything has been like a low-key catastrophe for this book because I've been in the middle of moving flat, right? And and I was homeless You've got for a, a new bit. Oven. Oh, so the the first thing I made was in my old flat, <laughs> but I kind of just forgot that everything had been packed up. So I just had to work with what was left there, which was a loaf tin that was mine and like a bowl. So I was like, okay, I can't get too <laughs> fancy here for this one because everything that like required decent equipment it had all been packed up so the first thing i made was the ginger loaf which is like a very simple thing the reason why i asked if yours made one loaf is because this makes two this recipe um also the reason why i wanted to make it was because i had loads of like golden syrup left in the cupboard and molasses from like baking whatever so and like loads of the ingredients i already had so made this it's very simple i like a ginger loaf too i like a yeah a gingery it's like cake. a carrot cake right it's like a nice different you know yeah exactly so it's like golden syrup black treacle butter whole milks dark brown sugar bicarb self-raising flour i like how she puts like the american yes. translations in the book and like she has like grams and ounces and cups in her ingredients which is yeah brilliant ginger cinnamon spice mixed spice egg stem ginger finely chopped and then she says to have it with the toffee sauce or creme anglaise which i did not i did not do because um you know moving flat again but it's very simple you heat the syrup treacle and butter in a pan till it's melted then you put the milk and brown sugar in a different saucepan and you heat that till the sugar is dissolved and the milk is steaming and then you whisk in the bicarb of soda um and i think it's meant to puff up a bit mine didn't puff up that much which was slightly worrying maybe i didn't have my milk hot hot enough but it all still turned out okay and then you mix the dry stuff together the flour and the spices you add in the treacle mixture and then the milk bit and then you finally add in the egg and the stem ginger and you just pour it into the loaf pans oh you bake it for like four to five minutes i only had one loaf tin so i had to do one after the other not yet but the second part kept just as well and it was really lovely i gave most of it away to my friend louise and and then 
it, she froze some actually as well. I think it would keep really well in the freezer. And then, yeah, we had some and it, it kept really well for like four or five days just wrapped in cling film. Yeah, nice. Yeah, my carrot cake kept really well as yeah, well. Yeah, really good. And like, it was just nice on its own. But again, you could have it with butter or something if you wanted or maybe toast or play around. Mm. Again, like warm with ice cream, that would be a great thing. So I feel like that's a really good staple ginger loaf recipe she has a lot of that in here doesn't she so she's got carrot banana ginger she has a lemon loaf there's a whole thing about a lemon loaf and like learning about your ovens and stuff there's a lot of classics there's a lot of like staple stapley classics in here and then stapley stapley and then the second thing i made which you just mentioned my friend was the cherry and custard pie You made it! Oh, I'm glad I didn't make it then. Because, to your point, it's summer and there's loads of cherry around and you have to make the creme patissiere. Oh, maybe I made three things too then because you have to make the creme patissiere separately. Creme patissiere. But, oh my God, honestly, it was a fucking comedy show making this. Didn't I send you... Okay, I'm going to insert the voice note that I sent. Yeah, Hannah sent me a voice note. Uh, Yeah. I'll put it in if I can. I'm just watching a disaster happen. Is I think <laughs> so, what I think you said. Well, I'm in the new flat. It's fucking hot. I don't have a like a tart tin, so I buy one. And I like I went to the hardware shop, and they had these like lovely ones that had like loads of holes in the tin, so so you get super crispy, right? I haven't baked in the oven yet, so there was just like a few factors that were like you know new tin, new oven hot kitchen uh so you make the creme pat and that's totally fine very standard ways quite similar to you to your point the other week like you make that a thousand times in pastry school you just have to make it for every recipe they bloody love it so that's fine and that chills in the fridge for a bit i also just like i'm i've i think i am like the hackiest baker in the world i once made chelsea buns in a wok I just like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm I like that. never have the shit that I need and like because here again I just moved in I don't have like and you just don't know what you don't have until you need it right yeah I was like you have to put the creme pat in the fridge with cling film in contact with the top so it doesn't form a skin and I go like fuck I don't have any cling film so I just had to use like a a piping bag and like split it open and like <laughs> leave it on top of the thing and when I was baking the tart it started getting too brown and I realized I didn't have baking parchment either so I just threw over like a silicon baking mat over the top of it I was just like it was all so hacky anyway so you make the pastry for this cherry and custard pie and it's it's a tricky pastry to work with. It's like the sweet short crust pastry that you learn in baking school that uses icing sugar and, and butter and it just makes it so, diff- like, so, it's not firm. You just have to right. keep re- returning it to the fridge all the time. So this really reminded me of that. It has, the pastry has butter, caster sugar, it's not icing sugar, but because you have ground almonds in here, it just, mm. like, it makes it really fatty so I was making it and I was like, this is not going to be, this is not going to be good in this hot kitchen. And also, because I just like to make things more stressful for myself, I was making it on a Saturday and I was going to just finish it on the Sunday. So like allowing everything the right time to chill. And But then realized I was going to go around to my friend's house that Saturday night. So I was like, I'll just make the tart and I'll, I'll bring the tart. But it just put a time limit on it. So I was just like constantly oh, putting things stressed. in and out of the freezer. And it was... Lads, honestly, I learned nothing. <laughs> so you make the pastry. That's grand. It was you just mix everything together. Basically, I used um, 
I don't have a stand mixer, so I use the like retro hand whisk thing. So you cream together butter, sugar, lemon zest, almond extract I left out because I just don't really like the taste. I find it really overpowering. And then you sieve, I didn't have a sieve. Then you put in the dry ingredients <laughs> and you beat it into the butter mixture. And it, she says it makes a loose dough and it looks a lot like cake batter. But don't worry, two exclamation marks. Scoop the dough out into cling film again into a piping bag and lay flat in the fridge for at least a few hours or preferably overnight so like mine was in the freezer for like an hour because you know I was just hacking it all the way and then you have to (laughs) (laughs) hack it all the way (laughs) then you once it's chilled you line your tart case and you pipe you put that back in the fridge for a bit, so back in the freezer. And then you pipe in the creme pat into the tart case, which is very, like, pastry chef. You could probably scoop it in Just and, like, it, level yeah. it out. And you dot over the cherries in an even layer. So I added more cherries than she said, because when you dotted them, it wasn't like the top was full of cherries. And mm-hmm. I quite like... This only thing I would change, and I guess it's a, per- a personal preference, but it's like the ratio of custard to cherry. Yeah. I would like that to be 50-50, if not more yeah. cherry than custard. Yeah, especially in cherry season, right? When they're in and they're yeah. delicious. I mean, you've got to spend your whole fucking time pitting them. That's the oh, problem. Oh, they're such a little balls, aren't they? Anyway... They are little balls, the red balls. <laughs> so... Then you roll out the top of the pastry. And again, it was just like, oh, God, it was all just so melty. This is all my fault, by the way. This is not the recipe's fault. This is me being an idiot, rushing it, doing it on a hot day, not taking my time. Because this, this, the Agato Basque is like all enclosed, is why when I Googled it, like it's a whole. It's like a, it's like a baked custard pie cake kind of thing because you have a layer of pastry on top as well so you have like yeah. pastry on the bottom you pour in creme pat well it's quite firm at that point you like put in creme pat and then you put more pastry on top and you do this kind of design of like crisscross yeah. with forks it's like one of the things you learn first so i guess this is like that but with cherries on which are needed by the way like the gato basque is not that nice um, it's like the, the french some of the shit's weird so yeah you you put the top you put the top on uh, again that was just like it was falling slightly to pieces and i was just like deep breaths it's going to be okay i can just like totally tack this up and honestly it was fine it did look fine but the real disaster came <laughs> She says you, once you have the lid on, you're meant to put it in the fridge. And she says you can leave it there overnight, which was my original plan. Anyway, that's fine. So I put the oven on. I feel as though you've really set this story up well. And we're going to get back to these holes from the hardware store. You're fucking right. Tin. You are 100% right. She, she put the gun in, <laughs> in act one. And they're back, baby. Yes, it's going to go off. Can I also throw in that in my new oven, because it's a rented, it's not a new oven, it's a rented flat, the, there's no signs on the dials. So like, I didn't, I didn't know what was fan <laughs> oven on the first day. And I thankfully have an oven thermometer because fuck knows what number I'm turning that dial to every time. It's just like, it's, this is like, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, you should let the tart chill in the fridge for an hour that didn't happen put it into the you add gouache and you can score it if you want you put it into the oven and i just watched as like these like 
little drops of pastry just kept hitting the oven floor because they were falling through these holes. And it was just like, it was like nothing I could do. You're just standing powerless. And I was, it was fucking hilarious, to be honest. Oh, and I just, God. that's when I sent this voice note to Vic of just being like, oh my God. I'm just watching this disaster happen. Oh my God. The funniest fail is happening right now on this fucking bake for Ravneet. I'm just watching some carnage through the oven. Oh, oh God. Like, what can you... I should have, in retrospect, put, like, some foil or something under, but again, I did not have foil because I just moved into this flat. <laughs> and do I have a flat baking tray? No. So, like, it was just, like, nothing I could do. Thankfully... It just kind of chilled out after a bit. Effectively, it created loads of tiny, circular little biscuits on the floor (laughs) of my oven. (laughs) Which I kind of like did munch as I like cleared them out. I took a photo of this carnage as well, which we're going to have to just put on the Instagram. In the end, though. Oh, also the brown at the top browned really fast because mm. this oven, I don't know what the fuck it is. I might have had the grill on there. I have no idea. (laughs) So she says you should bake it for 45 to 60 minutes. It Mine only was in there for about 35 minutes and it was done because right. um, my oven was so hot. Um, and miraculously, after all of this... It was it delicious. Was, it was great. Yeah, it tasted yes. really good. That's because you're pro, mate. Well, That's because you can trouble yeah. If that was me, I'd be like, I'll throw this in the bin. it just it chilled out a bit and the bottom was slightly soggy but i guess that's because effectively it was probably just creme pat at that point like i think that bottom layer of pastry had like you know long gone yeah but all in all delicious and i brought some to my friend's house and she says it only keeps for she said it's best cooked and eaten on the day, but I actually beg to differ because put it in the fridge and ate some the next day and it was still delicious. And because it was cold, you tasted those flavours a little bit more. Yeah. So yeah, I cut nice. it myself off at two things because is... I thought, I can't do this again. Yeah, but it all worked out in the end, so... Yeah, it all worked out in the end. Happily ever after. I love yes. that. I'm, I'm happy you made that because it just yeah, it sounded like nice and but yeah, I'm glad I... <laughs> Frankly, if you struggled with the pastry, imagine my life. It would have been, no, it would have been fine. It was because I was rushing it. But I do think if you ever do make that or make something similar, then yeah, up the cherries because you wouldn't, I don't think, you'd you'd have to be a real custard lover to like the amount of creme pat that's in there. Is there anything you wanted to make? I'm sure there was. Lots, yeah. Um, The deep fried apple pies, like I said. The whole ice cream section looks great as well, Mm. but you need an ice cream maker and I don't I don't have that I mean lads I don't have tinfoil never mind an ice cream maker <laughs> you know her ultimate chocolate cake yes I would like about, to that. yeah it gets t- a lot of chat online about that so I think it would be interesting I was tempted to make the Viennese whirls Ooh. but yeah she she says like she, you know, you could sandwich these together with Nutella jam curd buttercream or whatever you like and I was just a bit like there was too much choice, and I, yeah. I just was just you like, oh, I don't to know. Do. Yeah, I need, I need, I was in a headspace where I needed help. But yeah, in general, I would just like to make her puff pastry. I know that sounds a bit mental, and I always say it's one of those things that's worth buying. But I just 
bet hers is really good and well yeah and it'd be delicious. you know that you can do it right you... Yeah. I'll just wait for winter for that one. yeah There's not I'd wait a a few fucking months no way. What about you? What did you fancy making? um I very almost gave a go and I bought some of the stuff for it to the peanut butter chocolate and rum banana tart Yes! Why didn't I mention that? That's exactly the main thing that I wanted to make. yeah doesn't that sound so good but like So good. I was like I, I just I read the recipe a few times and I was like I can do this I can do this I can do this and I was like I'm Yeah, scared you can. um Oh, no! You can and I just do thought it. I'd you know with I didn't know if I'd have enough time to do all the different bits you know like make the, you have to make a mousse and then you have to caramelize the bananas and make it caramel and I was just like I don't know if I'm gonna have the time in between looking after babies and various other things going on um but I would abs I would love to eat that <laughs> Yeah. Me too. so I bet um you could even the, the mousse on its own would just be delicious, yeah right? yeah I mean that is obviously right up my street and also the, just the caramelized bananas with I just feel like that rum bananas they would just be nice on top of something you know like Oh. Yeah. on top of ice cream or um Yes. something like Yeah. that so that I would uh also the Welsh cakes I love a Welsh cake it's one of my secrets that you might not know about me um No, but but they're this very goes in line with the hot cross. You love a hot cross bun yeah too, don't you? Yeah, I love uh, I that love makes that sense. shit um but you know Welsh cakes they, they're so gross and dry generally in Yeah. when you buy them from the shop or whatever so I, I would have liked to have tried those the, her cookies I mean I, I love Yeah. a chocolate chip cookie I'd have liked to try her ultimate chocolate chip cookies um Yes. Salted chocolate and caramel tart looks great as well. That would be like a crowd pleaser. she's got like a lemon curd and a lime curd Yes. I'd like to give that a go yeah Yeah. so generally It's a great reference book. yes um shall we rate Let's read. let's read let me quickly talk you through our rating system you know if this is your first time here please go back and listen to our other episodes but I will tell you about how we rate these books um so we have a very scientific rating system that includes five uh different points we write out five and those are as follows <laughs> usability and accessibility that's That's one one. <laughs> um, uh, ingredients you know can we get them are they etc you, you get it aesthetics how pretty is the book is it veggie friendly and finally inspirability Do we want to make more things from it? Are we inspired, etc.? And each episode, we choose a new thing to rate out of uh, based on the chef that we are doing, so it's relevant to them. Uh, and for Ravneet, because she's so lovely and friendly, and you just, you know, you feel like you're talking to a friend as you're reading this book, we are going to rate out of babes. <laughs> she calls you babe quite a lot, and I love that, babes. Um, so, Yeah. Babes. Hannah. That's very cute. How many babes out of five babes are you going to give this babes book, babes? <laughs> well, babes, I'm going to give it um, on usability and accessibility. I am going to give it, I'm torn between giving it a half and one because obviously Mhm. <laughs> mm the whole point is that it's teaching you, right? And yeah. she explains everything very well. But the, the a lot of the recipes are like quite intimidating, right? Yeah. Like, or like quite complex. So, and that's not a bad thing. It's just that, you know, you should be conscious of that if you're buying this book. Like you said, for the peanut tart, like there's loads of different steps. So I think I'm going to give it a half for that, but that's no shade. It's just, they're, they're baking projects, a lot of them. And that's great. Ingredients used, that's fine. Everything's really easy to find. Aesthetics, it's beautiful. And the pictures, you know, the photos that are there, 
gorgeous and I like the font. I like the illustrations. Yeah. Then veggie friendly. I mean, there is some gelatin in here, but that's fine. You could use agar agar or whatever the fuck it's called. Hmm? Agar agar. I think in France they called it agar agar and I'd never understood what we call it here. (laughs) So that's getting a point. And then inspirability. Again, I'm just going to give a little half point here because sometimes it was hard to, yeah, like I said, like I wanted to make puff pastry or something and then it'd be like, but what do I do with it? Like I would like a little bit more just, why don't you try it with X on such a page and like link up the the individual recipes a little yes. bit more so it's getting four out of five babeses from me <laughs> babeses. Babes. What, what are you giving it babes and, how many babes babes and babes similar mm. but not exactly the same for usability and accessibility That's i one. am giving it a one. Oh yeah <laughs> i'm giving one. it one out of one <laughs> okay great uh, <laughs> because yeah it's a teaching book i feel like it um it, it sometimes it is a bit scary but that's the point pastry scary right that's how I feel I feel like you can't get away from some bits being hard um and I feel like she's she's a very good teacher it did make me want to buy one of her damson academy things they're not very expensive they're like a hundred quid for like basic pastry and then yeah anyway yeah uh for ingredients I'm giving it half because some of the things just you know uh, difficult to find or a bit pricey you know like like gelatin for example like it's it's probably fine to find yeah. and like you know also she talks a lot in the beginning about you know finding butter with x amount of fat and that it's like how do i access that yeah, and like yeah. also in the chocolate section which we haven't really talked about but there's a big chocolate section you know getting good quality chocolate to cook with is hard mm. um that you know it's hard to find but it's also very expensive yeah um and like the things like you know cherries and different fruits are expensive you know we're in a cost of living crisis <laughs> um you know so i think it feels a bit maybe that that half should have come off accessibility because also you do need like a kitchen aid and yeah you know, true you, you need stuff yeah um that's fair aesthetics i'm also giving it half Ooh. because we know how i feel about pictures Interesting. i feel like there could have been more diagrams okay yeah uh and more you know like she talks about like what you made the cherry pie like a, ca- a gato basque i don't know what that looks like sure um i had to go and google it to see yeah what it looked like and so, but maybe if i was trying to be a pastry chef i would know but i don't yeah um yeah that's fair. Half of that. And then veggie friendly, yeah, it gets a one. Mm-hmm. And inspirability is also getting one. one because I do feel like there's lots I wanted to try. And I feel like it did. It, having this book encourages me to want to do more pastry stuff. Yeah. You know, and chocolate stuff and uh, all that stuff. So stuff, 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 stuff. Babes. babes. <laughs> so I, I'm also giving it four babes out of babes. Oh, babes. excellent, babes. Yeah, so we're both giving it four, but for different reasons. It's uh, a good varied it's view, great. I think. Yeah, so we're different perspectives. Tell very different perspectives, babes. Next book. Next book. Uh, we are moving away from baking. We are. And this one, I feel like, got suggested quite a lot when we asked people mm. what they wanted to see, which yes. is exciting i'm very excited about this one well it is like for reasons that you will understand yeah possibly your favorite continent would we say it is so our next book is to asia with love by hetty mckinnon yay also very internet famous yes you say like writes for the new york times writes various other bits like i think she made it made her name on instagram and stuff Ah. 
Uh, and well, that'll be I your job so. to I find out. For yeah, next time. my job to find out. Um, well, I didn't know this before I got the book, but it's all they're all vegetarian. Oh yay! I didn't know that yeah. either. I just ordered it last no, night. No, I think so. It doesn't play on that at all, but. Oh. I've read through it a few times. And I've looked at the ingredients and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And, but she's, yeah, p- big fan of vegetables. <laughs> um, and, but you, you don't, you don't think about Asian food with, uh, in that vein. So it's more like East Asian food. It's a lot of like Chinese, Japanese. Yeah. Korean, I want to say, um, foods. It'd be interesting to contrast it with Mirasoda East then, right? Because yeah. it sounds like similar. Ooh, I'm excited for Hetty. It's going to be good. Thank you for listening. Thank y'all. Do you know what else I wanted to say as a closing note? Oh, please. Is there any greater joy than hand washing a whisk? (laughs) (laughs) On that note. When you like swirl. We'll we'll put that on Instagram. When you you just like fill the sink with hot bubbly water and then you get to whisk the bubbly water. into a bubbly meringue and then you lift out the whisk and it's clean because you whisked it clean that does sound good i'll go now also i would on whisks Mm. i keep meaning to buy myself a mini whisk to make a roux and sauce for mac and cheese because i make that quite a lot and i feel like that's what i need you know like a like a a mini one or like one of those ones that like you know it's all round it twirly around the outside oh yeah 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 that's just doing a very strange someone needs to open a whisk shop called whiskey business and then they'll send that to you (laughs) it can be next to top bun they're both Tom Cruise he'll like slide in in his socks into whiskey business <laughs> okay oh, we'll we're trying to think of another one here but I, I can't so, I was trying to think of a Scientology Ch- one Cherry Maguire <laughs> that's your pie from this <laughs> oh god okay we'll leave now thank you for listening Scientology <laughs> I don't know any more Tom Cruise films, so I've gone for you know a personal attack on his religious <laughs> beliefs. Scientology. Uh, but <laughs> thank you for listening. That's my religion. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave us a review as it helps others to find us. You can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye!